0: Thank you, Am, Dan, Bryn, Alex, the Or Gallery for continuing with this truly amazing project, the Vancouver Institute for Social Research. As an award recipient of 2013 of Visor's Indoctrinator of a Season, which I have the honor to share with uh, highly esteemed people, Jerry, Samir, Sabina, Jeff, Glenn, I feel very happy to be here because this is stimulating intellectual space free from the institutional grip makes one feel at home. So thank you. Will a cyber which Haraway defines as a cybernetic organism, a hybrid of machine and organism, a creature of social reality as well as a creature of fiction, will a cyber steal my horizons? Why not an android which is a robot with a human appearance. I am interested in looking at a particular aspect of the co-production of this reciprocal relationship, Moebius-like between the human and the virtual machine. In this paper, I have three theses suggestive of an ontological or subjective shift in the current ethos. One, we are all cybers. Two, Our unconscious labor is in servitude of virtual technologies. We are producing surplus value willingly for the benefit of the digital technological corporations. And three, there is a resulting disembodiment of the bodies of other people, which has implications for both the individual and for a sense of collectivity and politics at large. I have little knowledge or experience with regards to the vast field of the philosophy of technology or cybernetic theory. So my reading remains psychoanalytic and as such on the side of the human subject. Why could a cyber, which is the interspace between me and the virtual, is still my reasons? I don't know why it was, yeah, okay. Jouissance understood as a sort of pleasurable pain, expressing an excessive tension of psychical nature, coded in the body, consumptive and inaccessible to the symbolic order, is a universal characteristic of the human subject as bestowed by psychoanalysis. Jouissance is the material production of our symptoms and requires a body. Think about addiction or any other symptom, Drissons introduces a repetitive, morbid pleasure beyond our will, a self-destructive drive through which one gets off on. Humans are the only being capable of Drissons among both nature, the Aristotelian physis, and technologists, techne. This principle is perfectly instantiated by the readings of cultural productions, such as in HBO TV series, Western World, or, Um, where the androids became cybers once they were coated with reveries, a sort of historical consciousness and memory which brought them a great deal of suffering and at the same time courage to rebel. In Blade Runner, Riddle Scott, 1982, the androids became cybers, partly humans, once they were endowed with mortality. But is it true that only humans are able to enjoy? Lacan coined the term lathusis to refer to techno-scientific objects able to enjoy through mass repetition. It is a term akin to the fetishistic aspect of Marx's commodity form. In seminar 13, Lacan proposes this neologism which incorporates a definite article, la, de, usia, being, and ventos, suction cup, to play on the signifiers of house, being and being suction. Lathuses, as both Brownstein and Gega explain, are the objects of technological mass production that are a semblance of object A, the lost object cause of desire. Lathuses work in the alethosphora, allo- you see, Lacan could have been a um, total surrealist poet, which is a term of Heideggerian inspiration describing an abstract space where truth. Aletheia unveils our present world wide web. Lathus, the technological fetishistic commodity of the everyday, is a semblance of the object cost of desire because the latter doesn't satisfy and is impossible to merchandise. Brownstein asks poignantly, who will buy her own tears or his own feces? Lathuses, in contrast with the real object cause of desire, are sold and address an ever-increasing human demand whose satisfaction is conceived as a sign of progress, commodity, convenience, speed, as we see with the potential 5G wireless technologies that will bring augmented reality for all, or the proliferation of digital assistants, Google Now, Amazon Alexa, or iPhone Siri. For Lacan, this object of mass industry, product of the dominant scientific discourse, exists in the co-produced space between humans and technical devices, and it exists to multiplicate with the purpose of us holding the anxiety for them. I don't want to lose my phone. What if my computer crashes? The Lathus object, Lacan continues, quote, wishes to come and hold the same position that you occupy or that you do not want to occupy, or that you barely occupy, who wishes to know how and why you occupied it, and how and why you don't occupy it." Latus is a term akin to the cyber because the virtual devices and machines alone cannot experience resonance since they require a human body to steal it from their flesh materiality endowed with an unconscious desires, fantasies, and drives. We are cybers, and our technological part is stealing our enjoyment. How does this happen? My second proposal. The cyber, taken here as a co-produced space object between human and Latou's technological commodity form, is being already stolen from her, his enjoyment, SAR plus reasons, and put into servitude of servitude of wealth accumulation surplus value through the abstract labor produced by the unconscious of the subject for the benefit of big data corporations that algorithmically manufacture our desires in platforms and systems in which we feed our most precious immaterial productions, dreams, fantasies, and desires. This section is a brief summary of my paper, Does What One Enjoys Enjoy, presented last December at the Conference on Marxist and Psychoanalysis, Conjunctions and Disjunctions, organized by Alessandra Caperdoni. The separation between labor and entertainment, between work and leisure, is blurred in the virtual era. We work and relax in front of screens, most often simultaneously. Marx has spoken about leisure as a necessary condition for the capitalist to increase the rate at which surplus value is produced. Go and enjoy yourselves, gain the necessary rest, and return to work refreshed to be better exploited. This is epitomized in the sexual act. Go and reproduce yourselves to bring more proletariats to the world in the digital era, leisure has significantly shifted in its temporal, spatial context. We consume and produce in mediated ways, anywhere, anytime, through cyber mechanisms of human attached to digital devices. New generations do not need to grow up to consume and get ready to work. Babies attach to the iPad and imprint and make um, all sorts of uh, relationships like the doves do with technology. This omnipresent mediation of the human experience through the virtual repositions the conditions of subjective desire and enjoyment within the capitalist neoliberal structure through a predominant imaginary capture. For example, Alfie Bones' report on video games, the place Dreamworld, nuances the relations between virtual entertainment and its consequences in subjective configurations of desire and enjoyment. He brings about a number of instances, among them the strange relationship between games such as Candy Crush and a guilt-induced increase in productivity by the worker engaging in this activity, perceived as a waste of time or the escapisms provided by immersion in virtual realities which cannot compete with the escape provided by a book or an exciting movie. We have apps that have material consequences because they guide our interaction in real space, Google Maps, TripAdvisory, Yelp, Uber, apps that prevent traffic jam, TFL, or the largest app used in China, super app, which can indicate to law enforcement when there are crowds gathering in suspicious places. Bound demonstrates that the virtual world has the power to organize our desires algorithmically from without while being perceived from within. They make us feel and think that we are free to think and feel. Indeed, ideology is refurbished through our virtual enjoyments. One of the shady ones is Facebook with its two billion users and its its 27.6 billion revenue in 2016. The German journal Das Magazine reveals the case of a psychometric psychometric research done by Kosinski from Cambridge University who developed an algorithm in Facebook with the purpose of obtaining detailed demographic specificities. He was surprised about the power and danger of the results. This research was plagiarized by Cambridge analytics who according to their report congratulate themselves as an integral part of the successful campaigns for both Brexit and Trump. A specific sociopolitical gain based on sentiments poured out in Facebook. Or take this E company that I found by Fluke. <laughs> it is called <laughs> Um, We need to talk about duplicitousness here. I was looking for the address to this event to pass around and I googled Visor and I found this artificial intelligence company. I honestly thought it was at the Boardian tournament related to this talk of course that was a little bit excessive. <laughs> This visor claims to be, quote, a versatile system that utilizes cutting-edge artificial intelligence and machine learning capabilities to identify distress stress indicators from language and image-based content. Our system distinguishes between a violent threat versus insulting someone's character. The system also accounts for mood and other indicators, including anxiety, depression, and more. Algorithms then help identify norms and changes over time in order to best assess risk, Unquote. Anyone doubting that we are being surveilled and who is benefiting? Now, there's no hope that the machines will save us. They will serve the interest of the corporation holding the financial power. is right to lament that the machines are becoming too human, making us losing hope for a machinistic new subjectivity. Then, the financial benefit works through a surplus value extracted from the unconscious labor. In what I understand of Marx, surplus value refers to the profit obtained by the exploitation of the worker. Absolute surplus value relates to the number of hours that the worker works without being paid. Relative surplus value refers to the increased rate by introduction of technology and machinery. I know this is an oxymoron for Marxists because talking to Finberg, surplus value requires abstract labor, quantified, and wages to be technically surplus value. But for Lacan's reading of Marx, as Tomczyk, indicates in his book, The Capitalist Unconscious, Merver me- mer- surplus value is translated by Lacan as Merlust, a combination of jouissance, that in material, yet tangible production, and surplus. Or even as mark lust, Marx's very own surplus arguably, arguably referring to the enjoyment Marx got when writing this theory, intellectual. Oh abstract labor. <laughs> was getting off on. There is a paradox in in, in plus de jours which can mean both more jouissance and no more jouissance. Thus jouissance as a gain for the human is the that kind of pleasure turning to guilt, obliviousness or procrastination of spending too much time in this or loss of that it's also a loss of the 10 psychical energy, whereas for the company, it's mainly a gain because the seller or developer of the technological device um, benefits from this. Tom Schick accounts for the unconscious as labor through the dream work and its mechanism of displacement and condensation of which our proliferating fantasies are part of. The recent work of Canadian visual artist John Ruffman, who lives in New York, Dream Journal, might be a good example about the extraction of unconscious labor a la cyber style. This is a summary of my essay for his solo exhibition in LA, and I'll show you um, one of his um, videos, which is. John Ruffman creates the dreams of the internet in his video installation, Dreamland, and to accomplish so, he lends subjectivity. Through a creative process that mimics the principles of what Freud described as the dream work, Ruffman Dreamer owns the dreams he's creating merely during the temporality of its shaping, to then successfully pass ownership to the viewer while preserving almost intact, a latent content in search of interpretation. In the interpretation of dreams, Freud tells us that a dream is an unconscious formation, the result of a complex dream work which which consists in transposing a latent material, the repressed thoughts, truthful kernel of a certain erotic desire, into a manifest content, a representation in the guise of a rebus. Writing a psychical message with images, that is a dream. The apparent nonsensical picture puzzle, known as the manifest content, reaches a limit when the plastic figuration of certain words, such as abstract concepts, conjunctions, and negation, cannot be represented by images. Dream images required to be translated into signifiers in order to solve the riddle. From a psychoanalytic point of view, a dream has done its work, and what is left is to interpret it, to decode its message. Freud advises not to fall into the error of attempting to read, uh, quote, to read these characters according to their pictorial value instead of according to their symbolic relations, unquote. Or in Lacanian jargon, the dream is an invitation to surpass the imaginary trap of the image and to seek its connection with the symbolic language and the real residue. Rabman Dreamland searches for a for to free associate and to create the syntagmatic and paradigmatic relations the ribas have left wide open. Apart from the naive yet pleasant aesthetic, Raffman's video exhibition fascinates because of the power with which it captures the very unconscious labor and convokes us to be dreamers. Thanks to the rigorous dream work craft that this flaneur of the world wide web, a self-proclaimed Pro, a self-proclaimed amateur anthropologist deploys. Referring to the Freudian unconscious, Brownstein asks, how, quote, how and who could digitalize dreams and slips of the tongue, symptoms and nonsense? We are in front of a plus of knowledge, that which cannot be known, and in front of an incalculable plus of Good Could men have attempted to do so. He engages in full oniric work with the intention to frame the internet unconscious, to reflect on our cyber nature, the interface between digital culture and subjectivities, navigating the repressed pages of the internet in sites such as 4chan, etc., a spaces he conceived as of quote play, contemplation and alienation, unquote, Raffman mines images, some unsettling and ominous, some others sublime and fun. These extractions then are combined with a previously produced automatic writing of his own, the method of the surrealist, a free associative task, parallel to free association, which, the edit, um, accor- he, which he edits according to the available dump images he can find on the internet. The result of the image mining and the edited automatic writing is compiled in descriptive storyboards that he outsourced to remote freelance animators to obtain the final fantastic non-figurative video of the dreams. Every dreamer goes from thoughts, signifiers to images, and Raphman does it too, but he lends his unconscious writing to the 4chan imagery through two reversal dialectics, which I won't engage here. By turning cyber, Raffman present us worlds that have been fabricated with texts turned into ready-made default aesthetic images that stand for the residual of the unconscious labor. The final product consists in videos of enigmatic meaning that requires to free associate. We are left with a collective latent for us to complete the always partial task of interpretation. Third thesis, in How We Became Post-Human, Virtual Bodies in Cybernetic Literature and Informatics, Catherine Hales, in 1999, differentiates embodiment from the concept of the body. Quote, embodiment is contextual, and match with a specific uh, place, physiology, time, and culture, which together compose enactment, unquote. Hales argues that in the posthuman era, information is now privileged over materiality and that skin is replaced by feedback loops of the techno techno virtual. She She cites the Alan Turing test of 1950 consisted in identifying between two entities, which one is machine and which human, which one is woman and which one is man and its successor, the Hans Moravec proposal about, quote, downloading human consciousness into a computer, unquote, instantiated in Black Mirror in episode four of season two, White Christmas, and episode six of last season, Black Museum. So the Moravec about how uh, human consciousness can can be loaded to a machine. I find Hale's argument quite compelling about quote, the extraction of materiality from the field of information, unquote, as well as the differences between verbal performance and embodiment reality. However, I do not think that disembodying our own body is ever possible, because regardless of our relationship with technology, we still carry a a body and a context. What I think the cyber ethos causes to our subjectivities is an indeed, is indeed at disembodiment of others by preferring instead the relationship with the Lathus object of mass consumption instead of the warm body of the other. The era of informatics brings about the logic of the obsessional as the predominant dialectic with others. The obsessional symptom presents with high anxiety regarding desire. Denying the body and dwelling on his own mind in order to prevent any action for fears of phantasmatic nature, failing, lack of control, etc. Lacan says that the obsessional cadaverizes his own body. And our cyber condition is exactly doing that to the body of others. <clears throat> but how do we disembody others? The question of the body obliges to refer to the Cartesian dualism, mind, immaterial, body, as matter. A psychoanalytic approach to the body involves not a causal interaction between the two, but rather a knot of three registers or experiences, the imaginary body, the symbolic body, and the real body, perpetually tangled. It is a construction of a certain reality, Soler says, quote, one, is not born with a body. <clears throat> In other words, the body is not primary. The body is a reality. In the sense that reality, since Freud has a subordinated status, it is something which is constru- constructed, which is secondary, unquote. The body for psychoanalysis is not the same as the organism of diverse systems as it is perceived by medicine, but rather a construction parallel to language in constant dialectic with others through processes of alienation and separation. The the imaginary body is created from the discordant organism of the baby, disorganized and fragmented. It will be unified by the image of others around the time of the mirror stage, nine months, approximately. This imaginary body is created through interactions with others. How do I see myself, the ego? How do I imagine I am seen, my ego idea? And how would I like to be seen, ideal ego? The body as image is supplemented by the signifying dimension to create the symbolic body, which refers to the signifier coming from the other and its materialization in the flesh. For example, we go to yoga, we play sports or dance, partially as an outlet of the psychic excitation, but mainly to create a body to define its purpose, its rhythm. Soler quotes Radiophony, where Lacan says, quote, The idea is that it is the body of the symbolic and incorporeal body, which by embodying itself gives you a body. The first body makes the second by embodying itself. Unquote. That's for you the imaginary and symbolic of the body. But what is the real body? The real body is the one that is outside our possibility of saying, which we know only through the effects of jouissance, the symptom, getting sick, stress, etc. The real body involves the singular way of dealing with the drive, that force whose source is found in the orifices of the body eyes, nose, mouth, ears, vagina, anus, and which organizes the exchanges with the world. Jouissance and the body share interrelated, yet, in, yet separated spaces, as the body is always displaced in an imagined other. This is very clear, for example, in clinical practice. It's uh, always like, my mom wants this, but what do, you, what do I want is always... Um, Veil, whereas Ruizanz remains with us, is unalienable, is our very property. Different from the androids, Dolores of Western World, Ava of McKenna or Robocop, the cyber enjoys itself through what it extracts from the body of the human, right? The cyber, this this co-production, enjoys through the body of the human by privileging the virtual exchanges, for example, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we are becoming more obsessional, more blah, 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 and less embodied in action, and more masturbatory in the social. Instead of extracting my enjoyment by dealing with the other's sensual body, I prefer my own control, immediate enjoyment as cyber, me and my (laughs) latus. And I don't mean to idealize the census, the sensuous relationship with others. As we know with Freud in civilization and its discontent, that the relationship with others is precisely what creates the greatest sort, source of unbehagen, discontent. Kingsbury, in his reading of Zizek, writes about the ways we negotiate onismness and distance with others through mechanisms such as inherent transgression, the empty gesture and fetishistic disavowal. But those difficult negotiations in the shared spaces with others produce a, a specific dialectic, either to solve situations, to fall in love, to disagree, to fight, or to discuss ideas with others who can indeed interpolate me in the specific temporal spatial conditions of the actual embodiment. It's very diffi- different when you are fighting uh, over internet than when you are fighting in presence. The solipsistic, self-managerial, hyper control space of the cyber impacts the individual and the social levels. How a social transformation could be possible if it remains at the level of the gaze and leaves out the haptic, the aromatic, the oral, the tasting, the very stuff of the pathos, passion, The alt-right got it clearly. Gandesha, in defense of free speech, shows how the revolutionary strategies of the left have been appropriated by the alt-right. Quote, that progressiveness now aggressively advocate limiting free speech shows the extent to which it has traded places with the right, the traditional defender of censorship, unquote. In Kill. All Normist Angela Nagel refers to, quote, group hysteria that gripped the cultural left in toxic online politics that are seriously anti-thought and anti-discussion. Could this political reversal have occurred had the body politic be embodied? That's a question for you. Nagel reminds us of the politicized hacker movements such as um, Occupy Vancouver, Black Lives Matters, the Spring Araf, or Trump's politics. Um, the question is is th- is this an enormous debordian spectacle? Is there any possibility of intervening with more political um, acumen? And another question about this is if we left out the body. From the, from the interaction in the virtual. We are nowadays more concerned about what is the preference of the pol- politician about, or what is his stand about homosexuality, transgender, which are important questions, but we are forgetting about what they are doing. So the, the level of the saying is what now gets the attention, whereas the act gets um, erased or forgotten. Conclusions. Digital uh, technologies incite both excitement and anxiety. The proliferation of latuses positions the subject in bondage with the technological device. Fetishistic and obsessional, the new cyber subject corresponds to what Tom Chick sees as the ultimate obscenity of capitalism self-ethicization of the capital, capital as the sole actor. Quote, a subject that represents and engenders itself labor power without a symptomatic social embodiment, subject proletariat, but therefore surrendered by a multitude of objects through which the vital capitalist spectrality adopts and abolishes its central form, Unquote. Mark Fisher states that instead of the elimination quote, instead of the elimination of the bureaucratic red tape promised by neoliberal ideologies, the combination of new technologies and managerialism has massively increased the administrative administrative stress placed on workers. Hello. Frey and Osborne Warns us of automation posing a risk of a potential wave of loss of jobs in, quote, logistic occupations together with the bulk of office and administrative support workers workers, and labor in production occupations, unquote. And Juan Fontaine mentions in an email a change, quote, each new wave of technology brought with it a lessening of autonomy, equality, and skill and an increase in alienating labor, unquote. He wonders whether this time could be different because AI could match some of the distinct human abilities. Do we see the whole of digital technologies as an aid of progress as the technological determinism deterministic theory has it, or that we see them in servitude to the neoliberal market leading us to serious issues of embodied social solidarities as the constructivism, constructivism good have it. I do not believe it should be an either or or a manichaean question. There is a constant dialectic between utopian and dystopian readings. Bouchen and Santos, editors of two books on utopia, as well as Burnham, show us both the political possibilities and risk of utopian scenarios. On its part, Finberg, working on Marcus and Simondon, a very influential French theorist of technology, mentions that resistance evoked by technology can be explained by the oppressive nature of some technologies, quote, that suppress contextual features of nature and social life and affect individual's ability to exercise democratic intervention, unquote. Angus, on his part, discussing Marx and Simondon, also argues that, quote, political form of such mutual mutual emancipation of workers and techniques could be workplace democracy Unquote. how will how will we get to that democracy if they have us all sleeping in our lathuses and profiting from our dreams how could we interface technological reason and unconscious reason bone argues that as that psychoanalysis of technology is necessary to make, quote, the new politics of desire, enjoyment, and pleasure visible to us, unquote. And that is crucial to be subversive enough to embrace algorithmic thought and learn to think like an algorithm in political useful ways. So the new subjectivity will be one image saturated whose lack is mediated or else is not tolerable, overwhelmed by the gaze of the screens, enjoying leisure time as a cyber for the capitalist other. Thus, the world as we know it requires historically aware technophilos, cyber comrades, or techno soldiers getting inside techno developments and to work subversively within them. But equally, the world needs more hugs than clicks. More share meals than share pictures of food. More dissentients face to face, more embodied love and hate, more debates and ideas and disagreements and reconciliations between warm bodies in the sensual, sensual world. Or maybe the world needs that we spend less time in torturesome critiques like these, and getting out there to relate to those who do not live in the privileged world of screen and technological annoyances in which we live in, maybe. Thank you. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's it's good stuff because uh, the Latus is a semblance of the object petit. Well, the object cause of desire is not that we want the tears of the feces or whatever is is lost because it comes from uh, object petit. It comes from um, that first separation. Uh, like real separation from the mother, there's a separation, right? There's something that um, always we are thinking always as the one with something bigger than us, spirituality, religion, and something like that. So it's something that is lost from the get going, right? From the moment we are born. So we are always returning to that object, um, cause of desire through many different things. and then that's why we engage into desiring things, and then desiring a career, desiring whatever, uh, or a house, or a lover, or a child, etc. But then um, what what we are getting with this is is um, almost like uh, here there's uh, like a like an object that can satisfy that longing for something that is lost, and then we get into these. And, and it's it's we know that it's addictive, like instant gratification. instant gratification as well, right? So the other part, yeah, I like what you said about those things that cannot be uh, commodified because maybe nowadays is less and less possible because we are like all the time busy, right? Like when is the last time that you had like nothing to do without feeling guilty, right? It's like we have this pressure because, yeah, we are like in this acceleration in a way, right? So. Yeah, and the Latus is pretty much this, uh, yeah, Lacan was really seeing at the fetishistic commodity form of Marx. Yeah. Well, that's a yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a instant gratification in the sense that you entertain yourself right away with whatever, right? Like you're feeling down or bored, and then you go into Facebook or Twitter, right? And then you spend time and you spend time, and then after a while, you might feel a little bit like ugh, yeah. more emptier than yeah. anything, right? And yeah, it's a it's a false gratification indeed. Yeah, it's a. I, I refer to that as um, it' satisfied demands, but it, it really doesn't lead to necessarily to desire, right? Um. I understood your question well uh, it's it's about um, how this modality can create a certain kind of cynical enjoyment of this horrible thing that we are feeling no matter what that type of thing yeah no um, yeah I'm trying to think um, about I mean yeah it's it's trying to to link uh or that that thing um that negative as you said uh or that destruction uh with uh, cynicism i could say well zizek uh tra- yeah I, I don't read much zizek because he's <laughs> he's publishing every day uh i can keep up with that <laughs> but um yeah i i i think he has work around that um kind of the cynical aspect of Oh, yeah, for when he's talking about ideology, right? Like uh, I know that it's, um, I, I know I'm, I, I'm doing it. I, I'm not, I know that I'm doing this, this and still I keep doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a good point. I I'm I'm like kind of interpolated by a Marxist. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Um, I think that uh, my, like I I don't know how to fully respond to your um, um, question or your uh, point. The first thing that came to me when you are referring the historical time uh, conditions of the unconscious, um, I immediately thought, well, the unconscious is not something that is uh, hidden somewhere, somehow. Like right now, the unconscious is circulating, right? So it has, in a way, a time of production. Even though, in its its uh, conceptually, its uh, structure is timeless. I mean, the concept of time doesn't exist, or uh, place. Uh, or history perhaps, but uh, in the moment, uh, the point that I was saying, in the moment that you engage with uh, sharing your pictures or sharing your thoughts or sharing your uh, hopes, et cetera, uh, there's a, a specific time and there's a specific context in which you are doing that, and that is being mining, I mean, obviously is big, big data that at the moment probably is not being able to uh, be processed, but it might be right. And if we are seeing the 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 right kind of emerging in power, and we are seeing that they know like every single detail about our private life, like that's that's my point. They are they are kind of not only obtaining some uh, kind of a profit through what we are doing, as we so with the example of Facebook, but also in the future these, these um, information might be used for who knows what purpose depending on who's in the power. But I, I see your point about the, the conte- kind of the conceptual aspect of the capital and I'm gonna see Tom Chick in um, Ghent And I'm going to say, my friend says, (laughs) no, I'm going to try to kind of uh, advance a little bit more my reading of Marx as well, because my reading of Marx is very into um, Lacan, right? So that's, yeah, but thank you for that. Yeah, know I, I hear your point and I, I, that's why at the end I, I kind of opened a question because obviously in my talk you can feel my own my discontent with uh, many things but at the same time I'm aware that I can be closer to for example to my family in Mexico through WhatsApp or whatever and that there's a lot of people that in other conditions they might not be able to find partners as you mentioned right. Um, And I I don't think that, um, I mean, although I am uh, secretly a technoludite, (laughs) I would like to destroy everything, secretly, but I'm not gonna do it because I know that we, obviously, there are so many advantages of these things. Um, Kind of my concern is, and I'm on Twitter, right? Like I'm totally aware of that, that it's, it's, um, it's about not, settling with a final uh, kind of answer, but rather to maintain this ambiguity perhaps as a mechanism of critique, right? Uh, in which you can kind of uh, continually question about your involvement in these, your complicity in these, no? Uh, because I, I really would like to have the ability, which I don't, to do some, the tournament or something, or be a hacker, right, but, or whatever. But um, I think that that is uh, the future of revolution, really. Like, the, I mean, I think about Snowden or um, the guy of the WikiLeaks, right? The, the, there has been, through these possibilities of opening political uh, kind of a shed, really, no? Yeah, but thank you for... Right, 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 yeah. I I think that depending on the approach, uh, theoretical approach, uh, there's always a foundational principle. For example, the technological reason is there's no human. The human emerged when they took the tool to create the fire or the that, right? Uh, if we think um, in Marx is like the principle is the commodity form, right? Like this is what uh, created the alienation in the way we learn it. In terms of psychoanalysis is well, in the first place was the word that was put into our body, right? But um, I, I really think uh, Haraway's um, manifesto is a very useful uh, critique um, device to think our co-production with uh, technology as human. And I don't see much like, um, I mean, when I say that we are being profited or is stolen from our is is not so much because of the te- technology per se but the owners of the means of production right
1: Capital, capitalist model of, of, of what he thinks the economic system is. And you're talking about phenomena uh, around the internet and so on, which I would suspect have a very different political uh, um, mm-hmm. economy, and therefore relate, would relate differently to the unconscious. In particular, um, a lot of the <coughs> such media are advertising driven. Right? Mm-hmm. So in other words, it's it's not a question of producing a good and then selling it, and the people who produce it are the exploited ones. It's much more the question of, um, and like television the classical advertising driven thing. You're, you're, you're watching the television which is, quote, free. Why? Because your time is given over to watching the ads, which it provides the, the, the economic basis for the free content, right? So, uh, especially in the internet, it's much more a model of self-promotion, a commercial model, mm. not, a cl- not a classical industrial Right, model, right. What I would call a neoliberalism neo- yeah, mm-hmm. model. Um, and I think if one somehow inserts this,
2: Because you know, right. the unconscious,
1: see, once you, once, once, the, you, you're, you're not selling a thing, but you're actually uh, volunteering to watch something because of uh, something that's been given to you free. Your, your unconscious is much more invested in that thing, mm.
3: right? Yeah, that's that's invested a very good in the point. Very
1: production and, and existence of that thing, rather than simply the buying of it.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's great. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, um, uh, Andrew also have mentioned a little bit before, in other in the other talk uh, about uh, the space of uh, the internet more like a rental, right? It, it, it could be understood more in that term rather than a surplus value extracted per se. So these are very uh, helpful for me. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: seeking to construct a symbolic which is like the left, Mm. right? But this is how the right kind of has the monopoly right now with the energy in that it can translate the images into the symbolic Mm. through, yeah, and how like the, the left kind of is stagnant in the imaginary realm. And so whether or not the symbolic is necessary in order to make that leap,
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you know your question yeah very nice question thank you Um, makes me think a little bit of what I was talking to uh, Raffman when I wrote his um, what they say for his exhibition he was saying that what he encounter often in 4chan it was like a profound hopelessness um, self-hate that type of thing right and um, so um and well, for, on the one hand, I mean, I, I I haven't really, just for the surface, I've never navigated that uh, site, but also um, uh, this woman, uh, Nagel, that uh, killed all the normies, right? Uh, she made like a big, big uh, uh, critical le- reading of Fortune and Tumblr and uh, kind of how they were associated each with the all right versus the the left, and um, I think that um, the the issue that I observe in at least in the part of uh, Nagel is that once that um, there's so much uh, kind of uh, scapegoating, right? Because there's this 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 content or the discomfort in the 4chan, and once that there's someone that can be targeted, they were talking about, for example, the, the, the problem of uh, women, feminists that they started to push into the video games, and they were horrendously bullied, right, cyber bully. So those things have a, an impact, right, it has, that, that's pathos, right, that's, that's pathos, but I wonder if that could be possible. Had they confront the person more in the in the kind of uh, analog world, right, in the face to face? I wonder, right? Like there, there's almost like um, uh, the cowardly that goes on in the cyber bully, maybe couldn't be as um, possible if it is if it is not with the body. It's imaginary, yeah, identity mainly, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the imaginary is where we are pretty much most of the time. Like we we kind of, that thing of what I believe I am, uh, how good I like to be seen, the ideal ego, how do I imagine I'm being seen, the ego ideal. All of those things are imaginary, and we live there, right? When we talk about the symbolic, it's almost like a like a better deal in the sense that symbolic uh, enters a pact, a pact of negotiation, a pact of articulation of that thing, right? When we are in the image, you just repeat it, right? So, in that sense, um, the, yeah, the, the, it, the alt-right manages the imaginary perfectly, right? And, and, the, and the left, too with the identity politics that they are just like, oh, what it looks, what it looks to be this, rather than the act. The act is on the side of the symbolic, yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, the problem a little bit with, and this is not so much Lacanian, it's more like my reading, right? Um, I I would say that the, the problem is that the real body, we don't have access only through the effects, right? So the this thing is not the real body necessarily for a, a kind of Lacanian perspective. It is more like a combination of materiality, which in a way is real, but the real we have access, if we are talking about accessing only through the effects. For example, when we are sick, then we are dealing with the real body because it's beyond our understanding. The doctor can say, oh, you have a cold, or, but it's really beyond, right? Um, so <clears throat> you, you are saying what could be like a, another possible way of um, negotiating that is not romanticizing. I don't think, well, my my intention at least was not to romanticize because I know that it's very problematic, uh, the interactions with others, right? Like, yeah, you, you need your distance, your proximity can be very unsettling, right? But um, for, for me, it's, it's a little bit more into what Alex Alexia, Alexia, Alexis was um, mentioning um, in terms of uh, Tr- trying to bring uh, sort of uh, symbolic into the negotiation because the the issue with the internet is that it's mainly dominated, obviously the three are together, right? But mainly dominated by the imaginary that it goes array really into fascism fascism or self-righteousness, that type of thing. The symbolic is the, the one that brings like, let's discuss this, like it's not you, it's not me, but Let's see, right? Let's
3: yes. time for two more questions or comments. <clears>
0: oh <throat> <Paul. laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the capture, the colonization of the body. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a very good point. Yeah, we kind of um, react to the demands uh, in, in, yeah, we satisfy their demands, yeah, of the devices yeah. true and repeated, repeatedly, thanks.